1: Requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news, you lose. Chris Haynes? It's go time! Mark Stein, it's show time! Boom, shakalaka! This League Uncut is underway and on fire! This should be a good one.
3: Friends, welcome to another edition of This League Uncut. Mark Stein here, of course, accompanied by Chris Haynes from Turner Sports. We did not arrive at the name of this show by accident. Hashtag this league is obviously a huge part of the show title. And this Thursday night in the NBA was a this league kind of night. Man, the Philadelphia 76ers up 3-2. A chance to close out the Boston Celtics at home. Move on to the conference finals for the first time since 2001. Jason Tatum misses 13 of his first 14 shots. This thing was set up for Philly to finally, finally get past the second round hurdle, get back to the final four and really give themselves a chance to win a championship. And what happens Tatum goes nuts in the fourth quarter when it looked like he couldn't win a shooting contest against Fresno Pacific's Chris Haynes. Tatum goes wild in the fourth. Boston storms back, wins, evens the series, forces a game seven. And then it gets even crazier in the nightcap with the Phoenix Suns trying to save their season. No DeAndre Ayton because of a rib contusion. No Chris Paul, who's been out for several games with a groin injury. Phoenix in an elimination just. Like last season, Phoenix goes down by 30 at the half. A year ago, game seven at home, second round against Dallas at halftime, Phoenix down 57-27. Tonight at home, game six, have to win to force a game seven in Denver. The halftime score, Nuggets 81, Suns 51. Game basically over. At halftime, Denver rolls on to win comfortably and usher the Phoenix Suns to their own offseason of discomfort, where the Boston Philly loser is headed, where the Milwaukee Bucks are now, and where so many other teams in the league are after a season where you had a number of clubs go all in to try to chase the championship. And my man my man Howard Beck, he had a great line in GQ. He called it the age of chaos, a fitting summary for where we are and a fitting summary for this Thursday night. Wow. Let's start with the first of tonight's surprises. Chris Haynes, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Philly was winning this game. There was nothing pregame that you were... I was just... I didn't want to hear about a Boston bounce back. I know they did it. They won at Milwaukee in the exact same situation last season, down 3-2, needed to win a game six on the road to have a shot to extend the series and win in seven. But, you know, the Bucs didn't have Middleton. I just, I thought Philly went to a new place by winning game five in Boston. They've won twice in Boston already in this series. I mean, are we are we now going to say that the we're now going to ask the Sixers to win a third road game in Boston to get out of this round? I just all the frailties of these two teams, they were all on display tonight on both sides. But Jason Tatum when it looked like just going to be the worst night of his life. And the worst off season of his life. Brilliant in that fourth quarter. And like I said, I put my hand up. Didn't see it coming, man. I really didn't.
4: No, huh? You well, you're not alone. I didn't expect them to beat the Sixers at their place at all. I thought the Sixers had their number. I thought the Celtics were mentally out of it. Didn't have I just think they didn't have the answers. But they had the answers in the fourth quarter. Jason Tatum for sure came through. And um can they win can the Sixers win a third game in Boston? That is a lot to ask. That is a lot to ask. Boston is not easy. It, I mean, it's a good series though. Definitely a good series. If if I was a betting man, which I'm not, if I was a betting man, I would just have to favor the home team. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be confident about that pick, but it's game seven. It's in Boston. That's why that's why the regular season is so important, so you can have the home court advantage. But um I know Philly having already won two already, they go in, they go into Boston with confidence, but I I don't like the way it looks. They had a golden opportunity to seal it game six at home that definitely could cost
3: them the series. I mean, just getting to the conference finals would have been demons would have been exercised in Philly. And now for the next 24 plus hours, they're going to have to hear it all again. I mean, doc rivers, like it or not, there is no getting around his record. Doc rivers is 17 and 32 in elimination games. And you know, Embiid only had two points, no rebounds in the last six minutes. So Harden is taking all the heat for how poorly he played, but it's not just going to be on him. I mean, the Sixers, they haven't been to the conference finals since the days of the answer, since I was in my beat-writing infancy. That was, I mean, I had six, seven years in the league. I mean, it's... it's, Lakers. it's yeah, they, they made look they made the finals and they 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 lost to the Lakers. But I mean, just that team won the East, and you know, that was Iverson at the peak of his powers, and it's been more than two decades, and tonight was the night, and it just look, this this whole season has been bonkers, and you know, just night after night after night we just keep finding out that we think we know these teams, and this year more than ever, we don't know these teams. So I guess if this if there's ever going to be a year where, you know, we get shocked again and Philly wins this series, you know, they win a third road game and win a game seven in Boston. I'm look. I guess anything is possible this season, but I I'm just psychologically, I can't wait to see what this team looks like. I mean, this they know the opportunity that was squandered tonight, and I'm sure as we're taping this on. Thursday night they are they're in agony it was teed up for them so beautifully in a series that that statistically in a lot of ways Boston has has dominated I mean Boston is plus 38 for the series this series should have been over but no it was Philly with the chance to close it out tonight and um, I think in sports we tend to we tend to say Team A can't get over loss B. They'll never recover. It was so gruesome, uh, you know. And I think teams routinely surprise us. But man, like I said, this there are so many psychological layers here for Embiid, for Doc Rivers, for Harden. I can't wait to see. I'd love to see him prove me wrong. But uh, you know, I'm I'm skeptical in the extreme.
4: For Embiid, the MVP winner, and if you look at on the other end what the Joker is doing, dominating quietly as he always does. So, Embiid would definitely get his share of criticism probably the most criticism of his career if they don't pull this out. Um, you know, there, there'll be a lot to be had. Doc Rivers, as you, as you said, the track record speaks for itself. So uh, there's a lot at stake for the sisters. A lot at stake going into that final game.
3: Yeah, I just man, I and and yeah, and and you know, <laughs> as we speak, I mean that's the thing. These it's so weird. It's how quickly things can change because Jokic won the last two MVPs, and coming into the season, there was all this talk that voter fatigue, voters are not going to want to vote for him a third time, and I think. There is truth to that. I think voters were not going to give it to him I believe it unless was truth it that. was an yes. absolute unequivocal slam dunk. But the whole second half of the season, of the regular season, the conversation changed. And it was not just that Embiid was the likely winner, and that was proven to be co- correct. Embiid did win his first MVP, but it was that these playoffs were going to become a referendum on Jokic's last two seasons. And I don't want to get into a huge all night MVP debate, but I I mean, I, you know, I got to I got to say it. I mean, you know, Jokic has, he's shutting a lot of people up right now because, you know, they're going to the conference finals for the second time in four years. and, As I keep pointing out, the two times in that four-year stretch they didn't go, Jamal Murray was injured. He didn't have his second-best player. First of all, the Nuggets don't even have a second all-star. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, all excellent. They've got a better bench than they've had. But there's no all-star there. Jamal Murray still has not made an all-star game. So Jokic took all this heat all season long for his supposed playoff failures and it's like okay I, what you know the last two times he's had a squad he's in the conference finals they lost to the lakers in the bubble and let's see what happens in these western conference finals so i mean you said it and i mean th- this is g- the the list of i think the list of teams that are at this crossroads it just keeps getting longer and longer and longer i'm going to have to count it up i think we're getting close to half the league worth of teams that are all facing these really uncomfortable off seasons and and tough roster decisions. But you know, Philly's gonna be at the top of that list. I mean, Harden and Doc Rivers are their play the past playoff failures. Now it's gonna be that's all they're gonna hear, hear about. And and Joel Embiid, yeah, when you win the MVP, but your team underachieves in the playoffs and and you know you're the Sixers are up 3-2. You've got to finish the series off. You just have to.
4: Yeah. I, I, I don't want to go too f- far down the road, but if they don't, you know, this is a this is a, a team that can go through a similar situation like the Milwaukee Bucks, where they might, they could change coaches. They could. James Harden's future is in doubt there like where does Philly go from there are they going into next season will they be a championship contending team uh, there's there's a lot that you know there's a lot that we'll dissect here on this league uncut at the pr- appropriate time yeah and
3: look we've been talking about this for ages now but the reason we talk about it so much is because the chatter is out there when you talk to other teams they I mean you know I I did. I'm trying to remember. I've done quite a few radio shows here lately, so I can't remember which one it was. But one of my recent one of my recent radio appearances, they said, you know, do you think do you think James Harden to Houston is real? And my answer to that is, we don't know yet if it's real, but there's enough smoke that teams around the league watching this situation are convinced that the Rockets are serious about going after Harden in free agency and pursuing a reunion. So, um, you know, one kind of cautionary note or, you know, where I'd say, let's just wait and see a little bit. You know, I am intensely curious as I get ready to go to Chicago for Tuesday's draft lottery for once, I'm going to be somewhere and you're not going to be somewhere. That's a, First time that's happened in ages that I'm somewhere important and you have to check in with me to see how it was. Wh- what if Houston wins the draft lottery? If they get Wembenyama, do they really still want to pursue James Harden, or do they make it all about Wembenyama's timeline at that point? And you know, I guess uh, if that happens, the Rockets will have to answer that question.
4: Yeah, but I think just using common sense, they get that kid, you build around him.
3: Yeah, I would think so. I I mean, if they get if, if the Rockets win the lottery, to me, I I don't look, I've questioned their interest in the Harden reunion anyway, but I I know the Rockets want to win. They're, you know, they've just endured the three worst seasons in franchise history. They don't want to be a rebuilding team anymore. James Harden, by all accounts, when you plug into the grapevine his interest in in going back home there are legit reasons for him to want that so um yeah it's going to it's going to be a very loud and noisy offseason in philly if they can't go to boston and surprise us yet again but th- this whole series man is like like i said when milwaukee went out philly boston to me the winner that was your favorite to win to 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 win it all, and they've both been so shaky in this series. I'm not even sure I'm picking the winner to beat Miami. I I do think Miami will close out the Knicks in Game Six. Jimmy Butler is playing the basketball of his life, and they got Spo coaching. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm picking Boston or Philly to beat Miami. I'm really not.
4: Well, uh, you know, you're assuming that that series is over, Stan.
3: Yeah, I am. That is the one. I mean, well, look, I'm I've been I'm I've been wrong left, right, and center with my picks here lately. So, um, I am though. I do, you know, no disrespect to the Knicks. They did what they had to do in Game Five to extend that series. I just don't think a veteran Miami team is going to do what Philly did tonight and squander the closeout chance. I just don't. I just don't think Spo and but- and Jimmy Butler will let that happen.
4: I, I would I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I'm just just starting something.
3: You always like to. You like to just sit there yeah. and j- jab me cuz you know it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> I,
4: want, I want, you know I'm easy. Prey. I'd like to see how you react.
3: You know I'm easy prey. Um I and yeah, I I think I think what we saw tonight probably gets Miami even more ready to, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks have had a great run. To me, this, you know, the Knicks fans don't want to hear any of this. They want to win the series and go to the conference finals in the first time in, in forever. But, you know, to me, even if the Knicks are out after Friday night, even if Miami finishes that thing in six, I think tremendous season in New York. Jalen Brunson found yet another level improved for the fifth straight season and or maybe the fourth straight season you can't really improve on your rookie season but they're going to keep they're going to keep building that thing they've got so many pieces to to make upgrades the knicks have a tremendous future no matter what happens so if i am prematurely writing them off i'm sure i'm sure i'm going to hear about it
4: oh you will oh for sure you will yeah no doubt about that
2: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury
0: 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
3: Mr. Haynes, let's move west now. Because for me, honestly, what we saw out of this game, Denver at Phoenix in game six, I think it's almost crazier than the events in Philly tonight. Yes, much closer game in Philly. But that this could be so one-sided, that the Suns season could end this way, the same way it did last season. I, I really I really thought even without DeAndre Ayton and, and Chris Paul that the Suns at home had a more than decent chance of forcing a game seven. But you know, we're we're constantly on the search for a true favorite in the league. And like I said, Boston and Philly have both been so shaky in that series that like I told myself, I gotta stop saying that the winner is the favorite to win at all, cause neither one of those teams are playing well enough. To deserve that mantle the Nuggets on the other hand unbeaten at home in these playoffs they closed out the Wolves in five they closed out the Suns in six and Mr. Jokic doing just fine as the non-MVP this season yeah
4: but he's looking like the MVP he is again he is doing it quietly that's that's his game he dominates quietly His game, you're not going to see it on many highlights, except for probably his passing. But one, the truly one, truly one of the most dominant players we have in the league right now. Arguably, the most dominant on the offensive end. With that being said, I pick Phoenix to win this series. Matter of fact, I take it a step further. I pick Phoenix to win it all.
3: And I warn you not to do so.
4: You did you 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 wasn't on the bandwagon you didn't you didn't I pick Phoenix as well
3: no huh I think okay. I think I think I think I did warn you that it just wasn't enough time it just it you, it you, wasn't
4: like, it wasn't but it's KD it's Devin Booker it's Chris Paul and I felt like if anybody can mesh in that time frame it would be those guys because of their talent and their IQ. But KD went out with that injury towards the end of the regular season, was out an extended period, missed time, Chris Paul, with the growing injury. Last two games, miss the last two games of the series. And they, they just didn't have the depth. They didn't, they didn't have the depth. And I still, you know, just one thing, Stein. If 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 the public would allow me to make a pick at the regular season and make a pick at the postseason, and allow me to stick with my pick, I'll be fine. Like, if I had the chance to change my pick after the first round, I probably would have changed it, Stein. But I, I'm sticking with my pick. I'm sticking with the pick I had in the postseason. I wasn't comf- comfortable with the pick. I wasn't confident with the pick, but I stuck with it.
3: No, look, and I, first of all, I'm the same. Once I make a pick, you, you can't you can't change it. I mean, you just – you know, I, I Milwaukee yeah. was my pick to win it all this season. And, you know – there you go i mean gone in round 1 um i mean they were down 44-26 after a quarter tonight i mean this thing is Hardly. a mess this is an absolute it was horrible mess. it was horrible props to the denver nuggets who For who sure. i think will now get some incredible shine because again they've been they've got a real home court advantage they've lived up to the one, number 1 seed so far again that The last six plus weeks, the regular season was nothing but Jokic better do it in the playoffs or his MVPs are invalidated, even though MVP is a regular season award. But um, that pressure, if it's bothered Jokic, you can't tell one iota that it's it's bothered him and they go to Phoenix and win by 25 to close the thing out. And now it's just, you know, put the Suns right there. You know, again, I'm I'm I, I gotta stop prematurely putting Philly there because the Sixers could win a game seven in Boston. But the Sun season is over and they go right up there with Milwaukee and Dallas and Portland and anybody else you want to name for these teams that have to be looking at major, major, major changes. DeAndre Ayton can't see him playing another game in Phoenix. Uh, you know, I think there's some question about. What sort of market he would have with three years left on his deal? Um, he's on, you know. This was only year one of the 133 million dollar deal that he got after doing an offer sheet with the Pacers and the Suns matched. But he's a former number one pick, a recent former number one pick. A market will emerge, and you know, I, uh, I just think they're going to move him. I, I, you know, Chris Paul is a harder call. Chris Paul's contract easier to trade financially because there's only a 16 million dollar guarantee a little shy of 16 million partial guarantee for next season the fourth season completely non-guaranteed so theoretically Chris Paul should be easier to move than Deandre Ayton but I think look they may end up looking to move both of them but I think I think Ayton Ayton there has to be a fresh start I mean it's just it's just gotten way too Tense, uh, you know, I think uh, on both sides there. And I, I do think there will be some sort of action. But, you know, they gave up so much to get Kevin Durant. And I think they found that, you know, they decimated the depth around him to to get him. And, you know, then you got Durant and Booker only playing, you know, Durant only playing eight games before the playoffs. It's just... Just too hard to throw it together on the fly with with uh, a debt, you know, and and as good as Denver is.
4: Let me, you know, I I, I agree with most of your uh, the points you made, but can a case also be made that this group just hasn't played together long enough, and that you give them one more run, give them give them another give them one full season, even bringing Aiton back one full season to see what this team can do. Can can a case be made? Can a valid case be made for that scenario?
3: I think to a degree it can, but the, the nature of this loss was so one-sided after a one-sided loss last season. So I think there has to be a significant change of some sort. Um, you know, based on everything... I've heard. I think Matt Ishbia, the new owner, is a Monty Williams fan. I don't. I don't see that this. I don't see this being laid at the coach's feet, even though they're non-competitive in this huge Game Six. Mm-hmm. I, I,
4: Whose feet Stein?
3: Like I said, I think Aiton will be the first one to go. I'm actually going to break one of my rules. I don't like to do fake trades, but I think today I might actually. Lob a fake trade into the ether. Completely fake trade.
4: Okay. Should Go I ahead. or should
3: I? Like, should what I you know? mean?
4: Uh, this is this league uncut. It's not this league cut.
3: But you know, th- that's not a, you know, that's not really a function of this league uncut or not. Like <laughs> I don't like to do fake trades because we're counted on as league insiders to report actual moves. And like, you, I don't like correct. to hypothesize about, Hey, this would be,
1: you a are great correct. trade
3: because again, I don't want to confuse it with yes. when we report the real deal. But in this case, I am gonna get swept up in the pod moment here.
4: You're making me nervous.
3: I'm making you nervous. That's yeah,
4: goes, yeah, we, we we switching sides. Here. <laughs> uh,
3: DeAndre Ayton to the Dallas Mavericks to hook up with his buddy Luka Doncic. Hypothetical fake trade. This is purely an idea. Aiton to the Mavs for a package that would that would feature first of all Dallas has to keep its number ten pick in the lottery. If the Mavs fall to eleven in the lottery, that pick goes to the Knicks. So if the Mavs can retain that pick, you package the player they draft at number ten because that that pick the Mavs. Uh, the Mavs have to make that pick and and such a trade would have to be executed after the draft. They can't do it beforehand, but you package number 10 with Tim Hardaway, Jr. Moxie Kleba, whatever other contracts are needed to make the math work. And hypothetically, I do wonder if there would be interest in the Phoenix side from that. I, I, you know, Aiton is a former number one pick but i don't know how high his stock is maybe, maybe they can do better than that but i'm not so sure they can do better than that and i think the suns and aton i think both sides need a fresh start luka doncic and aton they've they're from the same draft class and I, I you know i think they're buddies i think there is a fondness there so uh, you know i could see they two teams the same. in need don't they
4: share the same agent
3: and they do share. They do share. Mister Bill Duffy as an agent, so I, you know, I think, uh, I think that's two teams that need need a shakeup. And so, again, throwing that one out there purely as a hypothetical, as a maybe, as a concoction in my mind. Not even a maybe; it's a full full on concoction.
4: Uh, I'm just looking at it's a full conco- I'm, I'm looking at some fake news right now, Stein. I'm looking at Dwight Howard. I'm gonna send this to you and Ryan. Dwight Howard just posted. I guess he fell for it, because it's definitely fake. So he fell for a fake quote and he posted on he posted it on Instagram. It's a quote supposedly it's supposed to be from Chris Paul. The quote is If I don't win the ring with KD, I'm going to Taiwan with Dwight Howard. It's So <laughs> Dwight. <laughs> Dwight posted this fake comment, say, "Hey CP three, what we doing here? We we gotta be better. We gotta be better. Come on now, we gotta be better." I do not. That's that's something Chris Paul would not say. But we gotta be better,
3: though, man. Eighteen years.
4: Yeah, and for him, Stein. That's oh man, this was. I remember when um, I remember when they picked up KD. He said he's never had a situation like this where he could just get out the way, and you know he told he told me he he's been wanting to play off the ball for a minute, and he he did it a, a brief time with Houston, and they had some great success. I believe they were a win away from getting to the NBA finals when they were playing the Golden State Warriors a few years back, and he just didn't get to see it happen. We didn't we didn't see enough time, so that's why I asked like, okay, could management could they look at a scenario where they bring, I, I think if they're going to bring anyone back, they'll bring CP back over Aiden. I think Aiden is, I think they're probably done with Aiden. I think they're probably tired of each other at this point.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not inconceivable to me that they would not move Chris Paul. But I think, look, Ishby is shown us He's going to be super aggressive already. I mean, you know, he put a bazillion assets on the table to get the Durant deal done. You know, he had basically been there for a day or two officially when that trade went through. So I am sure the Suns are going to aim high and explore every single option. But I, I think that, you know, the safe, the safe bet is that they're going to make at least one major move. And I think it has to be, it's gotta be eight. I mean, with this new CBA coming in, it's just, you can't have, you can't have a four-star construction and then be able to put pieces around them. It's just that the, the restrictions are too onerous when you can't use the tax mid-level and you can't make sign-in trades and uh, it just, it restricts you so far if you, if you advance into second apron territory. So, you know, it behooves the Suns to try to. They got to see if they can try to move eight and if they move eight and then see if they can get some depth back because they were clearly lacking in that department. But the other thing tonight, man, they showed they showed the great Al McCoy call on the radio. Yeah. During the game, they you know that you got you got the legend Hubie Brown on the TV broadcast. And then they're talking about Alma. I mean, Al McCoy is 90. This is his 51st season calling Suns games. He's retiring, one of the absolute gents in the sport, one, an absolute legend in the broadcast game. And, I mean, the Phoenix Suns, he's he's leaving the job without the Phoenix Suns having won a single title in all that time. They made the finals multiple times, three times, 76. 93 and 2021, but couldn't win it. And man, Al McCoy, 51 years in the job and didn't get to see a championship. That's rough.
4: Yes, yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah, I, everybody was expecting it to be this year. but um, You really, you
3: yeah. really, I mean, you liked, I mean, I know Jamal Look, Crawford was the same.
4: You don't make he that can't... trade. You don't make that trade and not have those expectations. Like you make those, you make that trade to win it. Now there's no, it's, it's win now, you know, this, you know, you know, that question Giannis was asked at the end, like, is this a failure? This was a failure. This, this season was a failure for sure.
3: It was a failure, but it was also like, again, I mean, I feel like I brought it up more than once because again, it history tells us you just, Mid-season trades don't lead to championships. We can go over the history one more time. Clyde Drexler to Houston in 1995. That trade led to a championship. However, the Rockets were defending champions. And they had a guy named Hakeem Olajuwon, who everything revolved around in Houston. Rasheed Wallace to Detroit in 2004. That, to me, that is the standout example. That's the best that a mid-season trade has ever worked out because... Rashid Wall, I mean it's really hard to pinpoint who was the best player on that Pistons team. Was it Chauncey Billups? Was it Rashid Wallace? Was it Ben Wallace? Was it Rip Hamilton? It was it was the ultimate ensemble cast, but Rashid's two-way play and the kind of defender he was, that really changed the dynamic of that team and took it to a new level to the point that they smoked the Phil Kobe and Shaq Lakers in the 2004 NBA Finals, and then Marcus Gasol in 2019. But when he went to Toronto, that was Kawhi's team. He went as a complimentary player. In this trade, Kevin Durant is supposed to be the alpha. He ended up being the co-alpha because Devin Booker was so good in these playoffs. And But again, they were together for eight regular season games, and that's just not enough. So, I mean, that kind of does back up your case that to a degree you could run it back. But like I said, it's there's been so much negativity building up since the finals of 2021 when it comes to DeAndre Ayton, Monty Williams, the franchise. There has to be a change there. There just has to be.
4: <sighs> well, that's what the offseason is for. And we're going to see. But they definitely, with Matt Ishbia, he is in win-now mode. Win-now mode. He's going to apply pressure and I wouldn't be – I'm saying this. I wouldn't be surprised if he added staff to that front office. There's going to be – there's going to be changes all around, I believe. Really? Yes, I believe so.
3: All right. We will get back to the Suns and their busy offseason. I, I have a feeling you're right and that they will be a, a fixture among the teams we're talking about once we fully shift our focus to – what's happening at draft time and free agency
2: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count.
2: Or, shoot that, shoot that!
3: But we still have two massive games Friday night. There is absolutely no let up. Knicks Heat, game six in Miami. You've already heard the clips that Tom Thibodeau is surely racking up and gonna use them in his pregame motivational speech because I said Miami was gonna close that thing out. So let's see. Maybe I can maybe maybe I turn out to be. A mini spark that uh, leads the Knicks to a surprise. But no, I I do think Miami will not make the mistake. Philly did tonight. I do think the Heat will find a way to finish that series off on its home floor. Lakers have the same opportunity against the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors close that thing to 3-2 on Wednesday night. Chris Haynes was in the building. I got to just say, from far away Dallas, just watching on my TV, scary what happened with Anthony Davis. Scary to see your reporting that said Anthony Davis needed wheelchair assistance to be relocated to the Laker locker room where he needed to be in the bowels of, of Chase Center. All signs point to Anthony Davis playing this game six. But, I mean... How effective will he be? Has he really shaken this thing off in record time? Major, major question mark.
4: I was, it, it was scary. I'm, I'm just being honest. I, I saw AD as he walked off the court and I was able to follow him to the back before he needed wheelchair assistance. And he, his equilibrium was off. He couldn't really stand up straight. Uh, it was a scary sight. Like I know a lot of people are making light of it. But that that wasn't a light situation. And so I, I'm you know, I was very surprised, you know, that night that he didn't suffer a concussion. So um that's good news for the Lakers. But now he, he's gonna he will play in game six. We don't know how effective he will be, but he will play in game six. We were able to see him walk and leave the arena and, and at that point he was walking fine. He was walking fine, but I, I saw him the way he looked right after that, and he just did not look right. So that's that's pretty much a miracle that he's going to be able to play. Uh, with that being said, the pressure is on the Lakers right now. That's exactly what the Golden State Warriors wanted, and you still. It's going to be tough to close this Golden State Warriors team out because they've been through every scenario imaginable in the postseason. They've been down, they've been up, they've played with key players out and performed well and got the win. This will not be this will not be an except, exception. Friday, I expect a really tough game, really tough and close game. I don't expect a blowout from, from either team tomorrow. So I I don't know what to expect. I can't even say, I, 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 you know, you know, I usually, I I tend to favor the home team. I can't even, I can't even go there, Stein. I really do not know what to expect.
3: Yeah. And these playoffs that have been so topsy turvy, so surprised filled the year of the lower seed as I've been calling it. I mean, yeah, you know, I guess I'm giving Miami, some extra respect because of Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra by my, you know, in my belief that, that they'll be able to close out the Knicks in game six, but any, any other series, I mean, could Philly pick up all the pieces and win a game seven in Boston this year? Sure. Why not? And could golden state undo and pull themselves out of a three, one hole, this season, this spring, why not? It's it's you know, almost anything is possible in these in these wild playoffs. The age of chaos, as uh, again as as Howard Beck called it. I did I did see while we're recording this, uh, Kevin Durant just went to the podium after Phoenix's elimination. The KD quote quote It sucked. It was a bad feeling. It was embarrassing. They came out and hit us in the mouth. And we couldn't recover going to be such an interesting Hmm. off season in Phoenix, but yeah, get, getting back to Lakers warriors. I mean, I certainly I'm, you know, I'm, I'm far, I'm 1500 miles away. I'm watching it all on TV like everybody else. And um, really did expect that Anthony Davis was going to end up in the concussion protocol, but he did not. The Lakers say, I think he's officially probable is the, is the listing. Uh,
4: they, for, they, they listed him probable, but not due to the head injury. It was due to a, a foot injury.
3: Right. So, they're, so, they're, so it's not even on the injury report. Is what
4: you're
3: saying. <laughs> Man. Um, but yes, if I'm the Lakers, I, I would advise them to, uh, I would advise them to win game six. Don't, don't let this, don't let Heck this go seven on. where we saw what happened in the last game seven. And, uh, Mr. Stephen Curry delivered the first 50-point game in Game 7 history.
2: Yeah.
3: I uh, I wouldn't advise it.
4: No, not at all. I, I won't be covering Game 6. I'll cover Game 7. Um, the, so Game 6 is ESPN game, and the Game 7 is an ABC game. So if it gets to Game 7, I'll cover that. That'll just be for writing purposes, Bleacher Report.
3: And podcast purposes.
4: And podcast purposes, of course, Yes. And then after that, I'll be on assignment uh, for TNT during the doing covering the entire Western Conference Finals.
3: And the next time you and I connect for one of these pods, I will be in Chicago already for the combine, the G League draft combine, and of course Tuesday's draft lottery. Brick for Vic, Victor Wembanyama. We will finally find out his team after months and months and months of anticipation when season is still going in France. So he won't actually be there. He's going to have to watch it from afar himself, but uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because I've had playoff obligations for the last bazillion years. If I've ever been to Chicago, I legit can't remember it. I think this is my maiden trip to the pre-draft camp in Chicago. Again, if I've been to one in the past, I completely don't remember. But this will definitely be the closest I've ever gotten to the actual lottery. And so this is one that I figured with Wembenyama being at the top of the list and how badly teams want him, a pretty good one for me to make the trip and check it out. So that's going to do it for this edition of This League Uncut. Stein and Haynes together again. Please, 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 Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And we will be back soon with all the thoughts on how round two ended up, a look ahead to the conference finals, and a look ahead to the draft lottery. Talk soon, everybody.
1: And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka! Chris Haynes, and Mark Stein!
2: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury...